Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Joe Shane, GM of the New York Giants. We've talked about Saquon Barkley and the franchise tag, all that. I I don't know if he's just partaking in lying season or what, but this was what he said. He was with uh, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports. This is what he said about Saquon Barkley plan all along has been to meet with his representatives here in Indianapolis. Again, I, I've had conversations with Saquon. He knows how we feel about him. We've been going through this for quite some time since, you know, November of 22 was the first time we've tried to get a longer term deal done with him. So sure. it's been a, it's been a long process and look forward to getting, he has a new uh, new agent, Ed Berry with CAA and uh, he's got a great reputation. We have a good relationship and I look forward to sitting down with him and let's get a feel like, you know, does he want to be in New York? We want him to be here. You know, what does a fair deal look like to him? Again, we've, we've went through this before we've been through the song and dance it shouldn't it shouldn't be a prolonged situation and we'll see if we can actually get something done this time so a long-term deal is absolutely on the table from a Giants perspective yeah that's on the table I mean everything's on the table you know I know you know the franchise tag could be on the table the you know again where it was the franchise number last year to where it is now and what we owe him it's 155,000 to 200,000 dollar difference if you were going to tag a running back first time this year so it's really not much difference than what the original tag is this year on the second tag. So um, we're not going to rule anything out. Those are all conversations we're going to continue to have. And again, he's, he means a lot to the franchise. He's been a really good player for a long time and he's a guy we'll see if we can get something done. All right. I, I don't believe that. I, I think Saquon Barkley is going to be on the market, but, but he is at least, I mean, I don't think he wants to put it out there that they're just completely going to move on, but we'll see. They're, they're going to meet with his representatives and then we'll see the franchise tag thing appears to be something that is not going to happen couple things that he said there that I thought are, were important if you kind of read between the lines, and that's what we do because it is, as you just said, for the first time this year, and I'm going to say for the first time this year, lying season. Uh, it, 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 we're in the midst of it. That's it, it happens every year. But he said we've, we started negotiating with him November 22nd of 2022. Yeah, that's a long time. That is a long time. That is a long time. That tells you something, doesn't it? That tells you that they have been at odds. They have been uh, – they've, they've had separa- uh, separate – uh, versions of what uh, he's worth. And then he said something else that, that you can't let this slide. It's important. He just hired a new agent. When you hire a new agent in any sport, that's for one purpose and one purpose alone. To get a deal? To get you a deal. And, 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 and what's the best way to get that deal? Sure, he can go with the Giants, but free agency is the best way to get that, that big deal. So, so those two little elements in, in his comments there were kind of telling to me. The projection yesterday that made the rounds um, – on PFF was three years, 36 with uh, 20 mil guaranteed for Saquon Barkley. I would do that. How about Sean doubling down? He I is would do that. dug in. Pendergast, what'd he do? He said, said nope. Yeah. Well, good for him. 
Um, Dude, $12 million a year? I think he wants to bring back Daria Gumbawale. <laughs> he, he seems to want to bring back every Texan. Like, and you got to save money for Dieter uh, Iselin. <laughs> Got to keep some in the, keep some aside. He wants to pay Nico twenty five and Dalton franchise, but he won't tag, pay Saquon Barkley twelve million. It seems it seems it seems rather, given the only twenty mil I, in the potential impact, it seems like a decent deal. I I would be down with that. Now, Mike Evans, another uh, another name out there, Mike Evans. I I, I got to talk to you about something after this yeah. uh, when it comes to Mike Evans. Okay. You, you need to you need to come clean there, buddy. Well, I've come clean about what I'm always honest with you. Let's hear from Todd Bowles first. This this is Todd Bowles. Uh he's talking to the great Peter Schrager uh, of NFL Network. Good morning football. Here's Todd Bowles talking about Mike Evans. Where do we stand with Evans as we head towards another league year? Oh, he had a career year last year. He sure year. did. Obviously, he had a heck of a year, and he's been doing it for a decade now. And, you know, obviously we want him to retire as a buck and everything we're trying to do and put all our resources to sign him back as well because Mike is great for the community. He's great for the team. He's great for the guys, and he's a heck of a ball player. All right, there you go. Whatever. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes, sir. Uh, y'all, y'all got – some situations to handle uh, in Tampa Bay money. It seems like everybody on their on their squad is is leaving or they're having to figure out, move stuff around, all that. It just doesn't seem like the ideal scenario. So we'll see what happens with Mike Evans and what the market speaks to him. Um, Devin White looks like he's going to hit free agency. Uh, Shaq Barrett, he got released. So, so Tampa Bay is in an interesting – they're kind of in that tweener – rebuild or keep it going type of situation john i gotta talk to you man i'm here man you you've got to just admit and just go all in don't tiptoe you want mike evans no matter what let's just let's just get this done let's just let's just put it out there let's not let you have your cake and eat it too you gotta admit you just want mike evans when we started this whole free agency conversation shortly after the season ended what was the first name i mentioned and one that I said I would love because of his speed, because of his, oh, I don't know, separation. I think we heard that yesterday from the head coach. That was Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. I said Gabe Davis from the start. But I am not opposed to Mike Evans. And there is a, like, you know how you kind of cheer for yourself in this business, pulling back the curtain? Like when you have an opinion that everybody, this is why you're saying this. Everybody is like, you're, you're confronting with someone or two people who happen to have a morning show or whatever. Uh, you kind of start cheering for yourself. Yeah. Because you want to be right. Yeah. That's what we do in this. Right business. about what, though? Uh, about 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 being able to afford both these guys. Okay. Yeah. And and so I have, I've said from the very start, Gabe Davis. Yeah. I love Mike Evans. I've said that from the start, too. I would love for them to sign Mike Evans. You know, I wouldn't – I would be thrilled if they signed Mike Evans. So – I'm not. I'm not all in on Mike Evans by any stretch, and I and I've been consistent with that. Yesterday, from, from with the Demico, very start, though, you were. I mean, it was. Well, yes. it was blatantly obvious. Oh, he wants a receiver who can separate. Mike Evans. Yeah. Oh, he wants a good person. Mike Evans. Yes. No. I. I mean, how can I not notice that when he said that? But I. But I. I sure, was it Gabe Davis? No. He was talking about. I don't know. But I will admit this: if we're if we're being completely honest, I will admit this: I am pulling for Mike Evans more just so I could be right. Like I'm pulling for me. You know, we all do that. Like, you make a prediction. Just right about them you, being able to afford him or what? Uh, no, to, 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 to show Sean and Seth a thing or two. <laughs> because, like, you you know, you you with the 90 wins on the Astros. You were pulling for 90 wins. No, I was pulling for 162. No, no, I'm saying, but once it got it became clear, 162. I was pulling for 162 oh, dubs. Okay, Astros, Twitter. Um, 
No, but like once it became obvious, you're like, dude, I pre I predicted ninety. You start pulling for yourself. Well, I mean, I predicted the win total before that too, but you know, it, yeah. it, it you know, it just kind of happens. <laughs> See what I mean, Figgy? Yeah. I mean, it just happens. You're illustrating I mean, you hit the it. nail on the head twice. It happens. You're you know? illustrating yeah. it, it right now. You you were pulling for yourself. This happens, man. When uh, they got the ninety, like, oh, yeah. please don't win another game. Somebody around here nah, predicted ninety. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> don't win no more games. I need ninety on the dot. I wasn't doing. So that. to answer your question, it's two parts. Gabe Davis and Mike Evans. I'm all in. If they happen to sign Mike Evans and happen to sign Saquon Barkley, I'm going to walk in here um, with my chest out. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in here with my chest out. Landry Locker, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio 610. Now, John Lopez has a game of Would You Rather, free agency edition. John Lopez, the floor is yours. Let's play some games. Uh, let's get, let, me, let me ask you this question on would you rather. Figure you're in, you're in on this. We got a lot of names that are out there. Uh, a lot of things, the decisions to be made. Most of them on the free agency uh, edition. All right? So would you rather Jonathan Grenard or Chase Young? Uh, Probably Chase Young. He might be cheaper. I think Chase Young's the new clowny. I think I saw the market value one year, $12 million, kind of unrealized potential. And I would love to see what D'Amico could get from him. Yeah, I would say Chase Young, too. That makes it unanimous. Uh, I, I would much rather have Chase Young and cheaper uh, altogether. Steven Nelson or Xavier Howard? Um, Xavier Howard. I'm going with X. Me too. Yeah, I want to move on from Stephen This is Nelson. telling, man. This is very telling about uh, signing your own, etc. Would you rather tag Dalton Schultz or Jonathan Grenard? Uh, neither. If you had to tag one. I guess Schultz. I mean, Grenard's, that's $21 million. It's I'm, not giving, I'm, not giving, I'm not giving Jonathan Grenard $23 million. Yeah, I think it's 23 That's terrible. Yeah, I'll go with Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, for that reason, and, and also because I think that'll give you another year to, to see what the, the tight end market might do. Acquire Patrick McQu Patrick Queen. Why do I always say McQueen? Patrick Queen or draft a linebacker in the first round? Um, uh, Draft a linebacker in the first round. I don't want to pay Patrick Queen that. Yeah, I would draft a linebacker. Dude, we're unanimous on all these. Sign Derrick Henry on a one-year deal or Austin Eckler on a three-year deal? Um, Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry. Me too. This is crazy. Sign, re-sign... Dalton Schultz or sign Hunter Henry? Um, I guess I'll re-sign Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I would re-sign Dalton Schultz. All right, we're finally different. I think I'd rather sign Hunter Henry. I really do. Uh, I think a, a, a little younger. And you recall yesterday, um, D'Amico Ryan said, talking about Dalton Schultz, oh, he really helped us in the passing game. Um... I think we need the blocking of Hunter Henry. I think he's a more complete tight end. I think I'd go with Hunter Henry over Dalton Schultz. All due respect. Gabe Davis or Mike Evans? 
I guess Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah, Mike Evans. You know how I am. I said Gabe Davis from the start, but I think if you're why you love him so if much. you're looking at because he can fly and he's really a touchdown machine. Um, I'm gonna say Mike Evans though. Uh, I, I guess if I had to pick, like, who would you rather be here? You know, right away and, and help the team right away. I would say Mike Evans is more proven. Would you rather run it back with Jalen Petrie or sign a safety, specifically Antoine Winfield? I mean, that's expensive. That's 11 mil. Uh, I, I, I would rather have Antoine Winfield. If they decide to invest heavily in safety, I think that's proactive. I would be good with it. Yeah, I agree. I, I would take Winfield. Give it to me. So we, it's telling because we're all in agreement on all of them except for the Derrick Henry or, or Dalton Schultz thing. Like Chase Young, Xavier Howard, tag Schultz, draft a linebacker, uh, Derrick Henry. All these things point to one thing. You can sign Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley if you make these moves. You won't let this go, will you? No, I'm just saying you can. You will not You will not let this Saquon and Mike Evans go. I, I, I'm not making the decisions, but I'm saying you can, especially if you, if you make these decisions. Chase Young is cheaper. <laughs> All that stuff. You will not let it go, Finky. I'm, I'm saying you can. I'll it, move past it. It's available. You know that you you put my new me. opinion with Sean with the, of of the day. Uh, I the the Sean franchise tag thing I think is interesting with Dalton Schultz because I think it's a good thing. But Lopez ain't going to move past this Mike Evans Saquon no, thing, no, is he? I, I I told them, hey, I'm done with this. We've done this for three days. I'm done. Yeah, with no, this. I'm I'm not I'm not going down that road again. You just did. I all I said was you Twice. can sign them. All I said is you can sign. I'm not picking on Sean and Sam. You basically just played a game just so you could say you were yes, right about it. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> yes, you started off with it, and then you just played a game just to double down. But on no, you're not letting this no. go. I didn't know what y'all's answers would be. You're not. You're not letting this, this go. Was, this was a the Mike Evans. We can't. We can't let this go. This was a scientific study, an unscientific study, <laughs> that would prove that you can do exactly what I've been talking about. Because Chase Young is cheap. You know, who knows with Xavier Howard? You can draft a linebacker. You don't have to sign Patrick Queen. You think I just did this willy-nilly? I knew exactly what was going on here. What I'm saying is if you make these decisions, and they're all on the table for the Texans, you are, you have the resources to sign a running back like Saquon and a receiver like Evan. Like, if you just make these decisions, you, you have the resources. I mean, is that the optimal? is that the optimal decision, though? Yes. I mean, you can make do, but is that the optimal decision? Absolutely. You agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. I, I mean, you've been saying running back from the start, and you need another receiver. No, and, you, and need, you, you need receiver, but I don't know if it's like the optimal decision. I think it's the optimal. Help C.J. Stroud, man. Get C.J. Stroud all the help he needs. Yeah, I think the offense needs to yeah. needs to be figured out for sure, but I don't, I don't know if that's the optimal decision. The running back is for sure. Yes. The optimal decision. I, I think signing a running back and then Singletary would be ideal for me. Um, so we'll we'll see how how that whole thing goes. Landry Locker, John Lopez, uh, and Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports Radio six ten. We're gonna hear from old Nick Casario. You think? I think they're gonna get a recharge, Nick, at the combine. Relax, uh, Nick. Well, I mean, D'Amico. D'Amico's been to the NFL Combine like as a coach twice, um, as a head coach. Last year, he basically had 
he was at least riding shotgun in the draft, so he kind of had the keys to the draft. Mm-hmm. This year, he's got the defensive and offensive rookie of the year, so he feels good about himself. Yeah. Casario's had to take it on the chin a few times at the Combine as a GM. Yeah, he has. I mean, he's had to go in there with the Deshaun Watson stuff. He's had to go in there with, with a third-round pick. With, yeah. a, with no first-round <laughs> pick. He's had to go in there as the laughingstock of the league and David Culley as his head coach. And then the ghost of Lovey Smith. Like, this is like walking into whatever the routine is at the Combine, Nick Casario walking in right now. I know he might sound the same, but my man's got to be feeling himself. He might be walking in there like Vince McMahon, which it might not be a good time to walk like I Vince McMahon. I almost said Vince McMahon earlier. I, yeah, instead, I, 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 I went with like chest out yeah, maybe, maybe we can just say Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if you Jefferson. want to. Yeah. Someone. I don't think you want to walk like Vince McMahon these days. Yeah. But, man, he's got to be feeling himself mm-hmm. like crazy. I got the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I got this going. What's I'm up, big guys? Dog. How y'all living? Yeah. Nick in the building. He's gonna do his thing. It, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to hear what what old Casario sounds like now that he. I don't I don't want to say he has he's gonna have swagger or anything, but but Nick Casario is he's gonna have his kind of swagger. He's gonna be kicking it a little bit. You know, he talks kind of subtly, like, "Well, we've been very successful with blah blah blah." In other words, I'm a badass because we got this. You know what I'm saying? He's just very subtle with it. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. It'll be in there. D'Amico's a right guy, though. D'Amico says right more than Casario now. He does. But it's just, after he does it like real quietly. Fire, though. He says it's smooth. He says it quietly, he's yeah. Smi- he's spitting that fire up there. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll go to the combine. We'll hear from old Nick Casario coming up at noon. Uh, Going to get a little uh, scouting reports on some of these prospects from uh, from Aaron Taylor. Uh, he's also got an interesting project, I think, is, I guess, I, I don't know where this is going, but there's three teams that have embraced it. They're teaching young kids football type of thing. This is so know what that is. This is so funny to me, you trying to sell this. <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know what's well, going on. Well, let's ask him. I'm about sold it. on let's, it. Yeah, let's ask yeah, him. Let's about ask Aaron Taylor. No, I'm not Landry selling him. me on it. No, yeah. I, I ain't gonna sell yeah. you on nothing. That's yeah. his job to figure it out. What do, what do you want to sell, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> it's not my job. But he, he covers <laughs> he covers college ball. Um, and we'll talk to him about the state of college football, uh, as well. That is next. Nick Casario coming up in the next 40 minutes. Uh, we're getting you ready to hear Nick live at the combine next. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
All right, let's talk to Aaron Taylor, uh, CBS Sports. He knows a little bit about the combine, knows a little bit about uh, college football, and, and they got a pretty cool project going on uh, up there. Aaron Landry Locker, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Fig with you. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, brother. We are in full talking season. The combine's underway, and we're already looking forward to this year's upcoming season. So things are good. Do you uh are were you a combine guy? Like, do you like the NFL combine? There's a lot. There's a lot more coaches that are not attending. How do you feel about the combine as a resource? It's interesting. It's starting to diminish its value, almost like we saw in the NFL a couple of years ago, where the running back position started to be less and less valued. And that's because guys are starting to hold out. There was the issue last year with C.J. Stroud and some of the information that leaked out about how well he could process information based on the intelligence test in the S2 and whatever it was. So none of the quarterbacks are throwing. It, it becomes a uh, an event where what it used to be, the utility that it used to provide, no longer is the case. And that's why I think we're starting to see people participate from afar and not show up at all. And there's this increasing importance on the pro days that happen at the school, which tilt the playing field a little bit better to the players' situation. I mean, a lot better uh, in some cases, especially quarterbacks. I mean, they they drill, they have their familiar receivers. It's uh, it's scripted, air quotes, uh, but they know what's coming. I mean, can you get a? Is it just a matter of film and film these days for you if you're scouting a quarterback? No, not at all. The, the film's where you start. You want to see what a guy can do and can't do. But I, I played in the huddle with a Brett Favre. And when he came into the huddle, you knew it. When he was in the building, you knew it. There's a presence that a quarterback has to have, that the most important player in the sport has to have. And that's that guy that walks into the building. So the intangibles, what type of swag and demeanor does he have? Does he shrink in social settings or is he the alpha and the guy that people kind of gravitate to and orbit around. Those are the things that you can start to get a little look into. Now, they've talked to the strength coach and the head coach and the position coaches. They've been to multiple practices for these guys, so they get a general sense of it. But you got to understand, this is a stressful environment. This is the moment that us as players, we look forward to. So there's some nerves that go on. So you do get to glean little intangibles about how a guy's going to show up and represent himself when there's a little bit of pressure and a lot of competition and unknown. So those interviews play a role. The health exams and medical exams play a huge role. The intangibles and the measurables at some point will, will play a role if you need to differentiate between player A and player B. But largely, the pro day has replaced the combine and probably appropriately so. I was a guy that couldn't compete at the combine because I got hurt in my bowl game and that's why we're now obviously seeing a lot of guys that are opting out of that because they're already looking forward. And that's just the world of NIL that we're looking at on the collegiate side. So there's a lot of things that are changing around the sport that we love. I want to I want to talk about that. Aaron Taylor joining us uh, here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Do you think that with this expanded college football playoff, do you think we're going to see players perhaps opting out of actual playoff games? Yes, and they're going to have to figure out a way to do some sort of revenue share to incentivize. Now, what we've seen with programs like Alabama and Georgia, those cultures require and extremely incentivize, if you will, their players to stick around. And that's because of who those coaches were and where they came out. So the Nick Sabans and the Bill Belichicks and that whole tree on that side is all about the process and it's all about being fully bought in. But we're seeing players that are opting out of those experiences. And when you think about it, 
what's the value add to a guy that's a potential first rounder to go play in a bowl game that he doesn't directly profit from and has only downside for what it is he's doing. Mm -hmm. And you look at all the transfers and the portal and all the movement that happens in the bowl games once the, the window opens, these are teams that are largely not the teams that we saw play in the fall, so they're almost exhibition games to a certain extent. While it's still a very good and popular product, there are some things behind the scenes that people are starting to look at because they're threatening to the integrity and the fabric of what it is we've had. So yes, and I think we're starting to see an acceleration towards the professionalization of college football, and that's just going to be one of the many ways, fellas, that that starts to to take place and become evident to those of us that are watching the sport transform. I'm, I'm curious on your, your thoughts on the expanded playoff. And then immediately, almost immediately they talk, well, let, instead of 12, let's maybe go to 14. I, I never, I never <laughs> thought I'll, I never thought I would like it, but I actually do like it. And, and for one reason more than, than anything else, college football is the, in my view, the second most popular sport uh, in this country, surpassing even baseball on a national scale and, and the NBA on a national scale. So why not just make the most of it? I think fans can't, can't get enough of it. There's no question about that. The sport's never been more popular than it's ever been. The premium that the sport has and athletics has on television, it's the only appointment viewing. Everything else gets downloaded, binge, DVR, TiVo'd, Whatever it is you want to do, people are watching these things in different ways, but we all make sure we're sitting in that seat at 10 a.m. in California when the NFL's kicking off on Sunday and are watching all day Saturday if our alma mater or favorite team is going to be playing. There's not a bunch of other or any other content that's relevant that will put seats or put butts in the seats. So that's the premium. So the tail's kind of wagging the dog, and what we're starting to see is the networks to a certain extent driving the interest, driving the schedules, driving and playing a direct role in the expansion. And we saw it with the Big Ten, the successful model of the Big Ten partnering with three networks, one of which is CBS, is the NFL model. So everybody overplays just to participate because there's a finite amount of content that you can generate massive revenue on. So that's why the conversations of, man, if we go from four to 12 and it's an exponential leap, what is 14 add? What is 16 add? When do we get to 32 or a nice round number where we can have a full offseason like we have in the NFL? I think that's just a matter of time. It's going to be when, not if, because of the money that's there to be made. And that's what I think, for those of us that are college football purists, is the saddest piece because we're getting away from what I believe makes the sport at that level what it is. Talking to uh, Aaron Taylor, man, you just mentioned that 10 a.m. kicks. Oh, man. that's y'all, the best. Y'all, y'all, live, y'all the live, best. live a crazy life out there in Cali, man. <laughs> Noon's good enough for me. 10 a.m., man, y- y'all are not watching pregame shows out there. I can assure that. <laughs> Hard to get your buzz on before uh, the pancakes are ready. Dude, y'all got, y'all got the 9 a.m. college games, too. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It's brutal. But I, I tell you what, when I watch Monday Night Football on the East Coast, I got one eye open and I'm str- on the struggle bus, boys, yes. trying to be able to watch those primetime games. So <laughs> you give a little, you get a little. And I would, I'm an early morning dude, so I love the early starts so I can have my evenings and afternoons. So you mentioned uh, the expansion of the game. I, I, I'd read about this a couple of times. I think we've actually mentioned it on the show. Uh, t- tell the people, because you can explain it better than I can, about this uh, future fans thing, which I, I think I saw that maybe the Ravens and Bengals, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they've kind of embraced this as well, get, getting fans into football uh, early in life. 
Yeah, for sure. And I'm about anything that promotes the sport of football. I think we all are. And that's what Future Fans is. And I didn't know much about it. And a buddy of mine sent it to me. And he's like, man, this is a great way to connect with your kids and teach them football kind of in a, in a down low way that they'll enjoy. And I was like, what? So he sent it to me. And it's basically an innovative way to reimagine how kids learn sports by making it fun and easy by embedding the rules and concepts of the game into the storybook-led experience. So at night, I'm reading a story to my daughter. It talks about the concept and way it introduces four downs to get to the line to gain or get a first down. We played ring toss. We had four bean bags, four rings. If you get one of the bean bags in your four chances, you get to go stand in that bean bag. You get four more <laughs> tries to throw a bean bag in the ring toss, and on and on and on. So in the end, it meets kids where they're at. It, it has fun. It speaks to them in a language that they understand, and it does it in a way that I think has been enjoyable for both of us. So if people are interested, if you're a girl dad out there or a caregiver or a grandparent and want to introduce a sport of football and you're looking to do that in a fun and creative way with a young person, go to Amazon.com or FutureFans.com. Put in the promo code FANS at FutureFans.com to get 15% off. It's only 60 bucks. You get a storybook. You get all these different five games. But more than anything, you get to connect with your kid over a sport that you love. And I'm now on Saturdays and Sundays getting a chance to sit down and watch games with my daughter. And I just never thought that was possible. So I'm all about what future friends brings to the table. And if you're a girl dad out there looking to do the same, I highly recommend checking it out. You won't regret it. Aaron, we appreciate you. Thank you very much uh, for your time. Uh, enjoy that uh, West Coast timeline, my friend. Yeah, thank you, John. Appreciate you, Landy. All right, thank you very much. There you go. That's uh, Aaron Taylor here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Uh, kids learning. I, are we going to get to a point where there's, like, women's football? There is women's football. No, but, like, come on, like, real women's football. There is real women's no, football. No, like, real. Like <laughs> like the WNFL? Yeah, WNBA <laughs> type thing. Probably. You think? Yeah. Okay. Dude, football right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, it's gonna be flagged though, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, some tackle women's yeah, football. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I seen them out there with the shoulder pads. I'm yeah. Like, All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually kind of like this. Like, you could do this with your daughter. It's, I mean, it's not about playing football. I'm not but gonna, if she wants to figure, I mean, she'll figure it out. She likes football, man. Yeah, she does. But yeah, she'll learn it better. Yeah. There you go. Imagine her being five years old. Be like, oh, he ran the wrong route right there. Hey, Dad, the, the game's getting ready to start, Dad. <laughs> Dad, that, that was a flag right there. <laughs> yeah, and she exactly. threw the flag motion. Yeah. yeah. That was a flag. Yeah, the, you know, the flag, yeah. <laughs> I like when people do the flag motion. Yeah, the flag motion's the best. <laughs> that, that's, that's a late hit. That's probably my favorite complaint. Like, yeah. in, the, in the stands, the flag. Is there anything else? No. That's yes. holding, holding. Holding by a mile. Holding. They're holding. Holding. They're holding. No, the okay. worst is the review for in the NBA when they do this. That's so uh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole the circle that hurts up. me, man. Yeah, yeah, holding, hold, begging for holding. Although, man, God, sometimes I they just the, don't call the it. Fans that call, they call holding all the time. But sometimes He's they just don't call it. Sometimes they just don't call it, though, man. Well, it's true, but how do you know from the third deck? I mean, <laughs> come on, well, man. Sometimes it's blatant. <laughs> Sometimes it's blatant. If you, if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, it's blatant. Yeah, well, that's a different story. <laughs> is, just ask uh, Bosa. They ain't going to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig. We'll hear from Nick Casario coming up uh, in 25 minutes. I, I do want to hear what he's got to say about the running back position. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to say something, right? He's going to be asked, so he'll have to say something. Like, Give us something, Nick. 
A little meat on the bone. I mean, just give me a little something, man. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Saquon Barkley? Can he? I, That's not. not is that tampering? Yet, are they? Yeah, yeah, they have to I be. I guess so because he's the franchise tag. Hadn't started so. yet. Yeah, we're in the tampering phase, right? Yeah, this is that would be illegal tampering. So if Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's walk by Saquon, it's just gonna be like, hey, what's up? Hey, do the what the, the head bob? What's up, bro? Yeah, yeah, not the you. down, the up. I ain't seen you. What's yeah. up, man? How you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. What's up, bro? Mm-hmm. Did you see yesterday at Rodeo? Rodeo has uh, has begun. Um, Blake Shelton brought out Gwen Stefani. I heard about it. Didn't see yeah, we actually talked about that? We was wondering if she was actually yeah, going to come out. Brought her mm-hmm. out, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's in town. I'm sure she's with him. Brought her out in the truck. Yeah, we went up there and they sang. Man, when I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, that she was a home wrecker, remember that reportedly. She was a home wrecker. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Remember that, Figgy? Oh, okay. Yeah, we did the whole and damn show. We, br- I, we brung it up every time we gave I, away tickets. I got home, and my wife happened to be listening. She is not a Blake Shelton fan for that reason. Why? Because uh, he broke up with, who was it, Miranda? Yeah. Man. She's a huge Miranda fan. And she like, uh. she, like she turned on, on Blake Shelton like overnight. Overnight. I didn't know it was that big a deal. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I it's a, it's a mu- they, music artists aren't held to the moral standard. Well, he is, especially okay. when it's Miranda. People love Miranda Lambert. Do they? Right? I don't even know what she does. Look, she's a singer. What's she sing? Songs. Give me one. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm not my wife. People love Miranda Lambert, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah, they they do. What does she does she sing? Redneck woman. Is she the one who sings that? I'm a redneck woman. Song? I don't know. Mama's what? broken heart. The house that built me. You've heard that one. Never heard it. Yes, you have. Never heard it, sir. The house that built me. Never heard it, sir. I've heard that one. Never heard it, sir. Yeah, if I was a cowboy, bluebird. She's got a lot of hits. Coming up next, did the Astros get favorable treatment on the national stage? The folks up 45 believe they did, plus the latest from the NFL Combine, including control of the draft next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All these carrots like I'm some kind of vegetarian. The hits are lit here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. Man, I miss old Wayne. Here's D'Amico Ryans talking about Devin Singletary, who he says he would like to have back. Yeah, very pleased with Devin. I remember sitting in a free agent visit with Devin and just, man, his personality, his demeanor, it was a guy I knew I wanted to work with right away. Right, Devin is made of the right stuff. He's a hard worker. He's a leader. He shows up every day in practice with a great attitude, and the guys around him feed off of that. Right, so Devin was a great guy. We'll see what happens in free agency, but we'd love to have Devin back just because of what he brought to our team. He was, uh, he was definitely a bright spot for us in that running back room. That's your backup running back next year, Devin Singletary. It, that, it's going to go according to plan. That He's was right. obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, he's your backup running back. That was pretty obvious. He's not going to get a better opportunity than this. And, and, and D'Amico was practically gushing, trying to be reserved, you know, trying to keep it keep it reserved, but uh, he was practically gushing about Devin the, Singletary. The, art, the thing that you see online, I like to like pick like little snippets, and, and we see it on the text line. Shout out to the loopholes if you listen, you are one, is the – the offensive line makes the running back better. The running back makes the offensive line better. It can be either one. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it can be either one. Like, Devin Singletary ran better behind that offensive line than Damian Pierce did. Right. So, I don't know where, like, this tomato-tomato thing, 
it's either one can happen. The bottom line is, yeah, you need better offensive line play. You need better running back play. But there, it's not an either-or type of situation. It's not, but it, what, wasn't last year more obvious that it was the running back? Because you saw the comparison between Damian Pierce and uh, Devin Singletary and how they waited for holes and how they used the the, the blocking scheme, et cetera. I, th- I thought you're right. It, it couldn't be either-or. But I thought last year Devin Singletary made it very clear that he was making the better, the line better. What about Dalton Schultz? Dalton Schultz is also a free agent. Tight end market, pretty slim. D'Amico, how do you feel about Dalton Schultz? Yeah, Dalton did a really nice job for us in a passing game. Two-minute drives where we were able to win a few games, Dalton really showed up. In a situational football third down, he showed up making big catches for us. So we'll see what happens with Dalton in free agency, but I'm very, very proud of what he did for us last year. See, now that one was another, you know, very positive about Dalton Schultz. But I think he also is more of a realist. Like, you know, anything can happen here with Dalton Schultz unless they tag him. Jonu Smith, another tight end on the market. Uh, he got 50 passes for 532 yards, three touchdowns last season. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith loved him. It was kind of a running joke with Falcons fans. Man, they, they like him more than B. John Robinson. I, I wonder what the Texans think about Jonu Smith. Once upon a time, he was in New England, ended up going to Atlanta. Used to have a lot of explosiveness. We, we, I think we saw him score a 65-yard touchdown against the Texans a few years back. I, I wonder if John, what they think of John U. Smith. Really wonder what they think about this tight end market as a whole. Well, they know that it's small. There's not a lot of pickings uh, with the tight ends. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think John U. Smith, obviously, what, you know, he was very heavily used last year. But I would, between he and Dalton Schultz, I would stay with, with the familiar. You know I like to go with like the, the checkers and chess thing. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're looking at Dalton Schultz in chess and in checkers, when you have a king, you can go backwards. Correct. Like, when you have a king, you can go backwards. Do the Texans need to do that when it comes to Dalton Schultz? Because last year, when he was originally on the market, you didn't want to give him a three-year deal. Right. Now, all of a sudden, because this market's thin, do you want to give him a three-year deal now? Like, is it – I know that it's – I know it's – more thin. I know that there's different situations. I know there's different like layouts, but now, like, do you want to go from one extreme to the other where you get the guy to bargain and basically you're giving him a delayed version of the deal you didn't want to give him last year? Now, maybe he played his way into that deal. Did he? Because that's that's my thing with the Texans when you talk about we got to keep Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. What's the rush? I mean, you can tag him. You pay $3 million more than he made last year. But you're not paying. You're not committing to a three-year contract. I'm much more receptive to that idea uh, because then, then you can make this same decision next year. You know, maybe you want to sign him if he takes another step. Uh, but maybe the tight end market's going to be in much better shape. Do you get a sense that perhaps they're a little more frustrated by Dalton Schultz's blocking? Than yes, you could hear it. D'Amico said in the past game. Yeah, you could hear it. Yeah. So I wonder mm-hmm. if that's gonna going to come into play where, okay, yeah. we can get better receivers, we can get tight ends who are serviceable, but the Dalton Schultz blocking, yes, at times it was better than we'd expected, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we need a guy who can at least yeah. block. Yeah, especially with this offensive line that you're locked into. Oh, wow. Well, Laramie can hold it down. No, well, I'm saying well, he's not always on that side. Uh, he can what about be, Titus? Uh, yeah, well, let's see. I mean, <laughs> I don't, let, let's see about that. No, I... I'm very much more receptive to, to, to just tagging him and finding out the answers to what you just talked about. You know? Why, why commit to three years? It's a business, as everybody likes to say. So you want to tag him? 
he made $9 million. It's $12 million to tag him at tight end. So you want to tag Dalton Schultz? I would, yes. I would be more okay. agree, in agreeable, agree, agreeable to that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lopez wants to tag Schultz. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader Sports What's Radio 610. <laughs> I don't understand. No, nah, whatever, whatever your preference is. It's okay. If you want to tag Dalton Schultz, you can tag Dalton Schultz. Okay. Whatever so you want to do. Why is that funny to you? Ryan Poles. He spoke on Justin Fields, the situation in Chicago. Here's what the GM of the Bears had to say. What is your motivation to trade Justin before free agency starts, knowing that there might be a free game on Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move. Um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. He's getting traded. Let's just be He's gone. serious about it. He's getting traded. Yeah. The end. Bada bing, bada boom. Could it be Atlanta? Here was Raheem Morris with Jonathan Jones talking about their quarterback situation. You want to go out there and find the best quarterback that fits best with you and your people and how you're building this team, right? You want to go get the best fit for your people. You want to go get the best fit for your coaches. You want to go get the best fit for our city. There's nothing ruled out. I forgot to mention trade. All of those things come into play. I know I'm all over the place with you right now, no. and it's good because we've really been tedious. We've really been going through the process of how we're going to acquire the best fit for us. Looks like Atlanta, huh? Yeah, and I don't see – my my – my reason for Atlanta is Raheem Morris is openly saying we need a new quarterback, and in the draft, it doesn't even seem realistic. No. Like, you're basically going to be going down the Desmond Ritter path again where you're either convincing yourself that Penix is the guy or you're convincing himself that yourself that J.J. McCarthy is the guy. The fact that he's saying we want to aggressively go get a quarterback makes me think that Justin Fields is going to be that dude. I don't see how you can come to any other conclusion. People have talked about the Steelers. Okay, but uh, they, you know, who knows with Justin Fields there? I think Atlanta is the way to go. Well, he also said, yeah. and and Jonathan Jones was obsessed with this. Well, we want a quarterback who fits our city. Where's Justin Fields from? Yeah, from Atlanta. From Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So not just Georgia. I think it's, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he's from there, <laughs> yeah. like right there. Yeah. So I don't see why a coach would say that if you're going to go draft JJ yeah. McCarthy fits our or city. something. Yeah. Oh, hmm, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a guy you can acquire, and it's a guy who clearly fits your city. So they're winding up 45 in Dallas. Um, I thought this was weird. And I, I'm not a big fan of bashing Joe Buck. I think Joe Buck's a legend. I love listening to him call Astros games. Uh, but John Smoltz in, in Dallas, they thought that Don, John Smoltz was an Astros homer. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a thing. And they had him on yesterday on our sister station, 105.3 The Fan. Shout out to Gavin Spittle. Uh, Sean and RJ had him on. You're going to hear Sean uh, Sharif talking to John Smoltz about perhaps him favoring other teams not named the Texas Rangers. John, you know that we've had you on multiple times. We love having you on. But we do have an elephant in the room. <laughs> do you know what that elephant is? I probably, I probably do. It's every year around this time after a World Series. Does it have something to do with the World Series? Yes, it does. <laughs> and, and the ALCS and the ALDS. It, it's the most ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous claim in the history of baseball. But it's all right. I was told that's what's going to happen when I get into this job. People are so used to their local broadcast that they have no conceptual idea that we come in neutral 
And our play-by-play guy, Joe Davis, is going to call a home run as excited for the other team, as excited for the other team. And Joe Buck told me, he said, listen, when you get into this, don't pay attention to everybody thinking you're rooting for somebody else. Just do your job. And that's what I've done. It it really is ridiculous. Um, Atlanta in the World Series against Houston, I got more criticism from the Atlanta fans that I wasn't a homer and I wasn't rooting for the Atlanta Braves. So that doesn't tell you all you need to know. What is he supposed to say about the Astros? Like, seriously. The, the other thing is this, like, if the Astros, like, let's say we're in the 90s and the Astros are playing the Yankees. Dude, it's the, they've been on. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, what are you supposed to say about the Yankees? It's been eight straight times. Like, Rangers, yeah. where the hell have y'all been? Yeah. Y'all have been the ass of baseball for however long, and the Astros have been on the stage. So, are they supposed to, like, be as excited about calling y'all's games as you are the Astros? Like, if the, if the Texans go to the... AFC Championship game and Jim Nance and Tony Romo are calling the game and they're playing the Chiefs. What are they Am I going to complain the if they yeah. light up more about Patrick Mahomes yeah. and Travis Kelsey yeah. than if they talk about C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins? No, it's it's like have some common sense. That's a better example because it'll, the same thing will happen. Let's say John Smoltz was calling that game, an NFL game. Is he supposed to say, "Hey, don't count," not say, "Don't count out Patrick Mahomes"? Oh, see, clearly he loves the Chiefs. No, you can't count out Patrick Mahomes. And it's more exciting. Like that's the guy. Like they yeah. call their games. They're yeah. on that they're on that stage all the time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. So now the Rockets, like they 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 make a run and they're in the they're in the Western Conference Finals and they're facing the damn Warriors. I'm 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 supposed to expect Mike Breen to yeah. to just beam up talking about Fred Van Vliet <laughs> as much as he does Steph Curry. Yeah. Like have some respect for the damn game. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It's, Has there been a more irrelevant championship than that one? Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about that World Series. Mm-hmm. They were asking me the other day. I, I was talking to them at Radio Row. They were like, oh, how about the uh, someone, um, Bassick, my boy Bassick, held up the Rangers World Series. Dude, they thing. were all wearing like, that crap. And I was like, oh, y'all won the World Series. Good job. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. I actually I, forgot I, they won I, it, I'd man. forgotten yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how do people take it when the uh, Rangers beat them? I was like, honestly, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, it was the same as they took it when the Nationals beat them and when the Braves beat them and when they lost to the Red yeah. Sox in the ALCS. Like it yeah. was the same same thing. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little bit more. It really wasn't. Kind of moved on. But you're just disappointed that you yeah. lost. It's just a, one of those like random ass. They like were my, all wearing their Rangers gear that week. That's the World Series champs. Every day, man. Dude, I thought I was in the locker room celebration. <laughs> yeah. Every single person, like the we hat, didn't all that. that. Get some Chick Fil A. Like they had Chick Fil A. Yeah, we didn't mention that to you, figure. It's Dude, like every day they were wearing going, full uniforms. <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> but they were close. They might as well have been wearing the damn cleats, yes. man. It was crazy. And walking by our table, like we cared. Yeah, I, good job. Yeah, I'm That's like, great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Coming up next, let's hear from Nick Casario live from the combine here on Sports Radio 610. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 